0: in central texas been a power pack show already mark milton oh a nice little live interview following his pro day experience uh chip brown the man who broke the rodney terry news coming up at 5:20. right now though matt lively a man who's got he's been putting a couple of tv packages together that you'll see on uh channel six later this evening i think one at um uh, oh perhaps um uh, six one at ten um Matt, what was your uh, welcome back to the program? What was your um, what was your focus on these uh, packages? Did you uh, did you put did you splice in like several of the interviews we did, or did you focus on one particular uh, player from Pro Day? What what can we look forward to you uh, to seeing from you tonight?
1: It's almost like you're in the industry and you know exactly how this works. You you nailed it <laughs> six o'clock. Slicing things up, we've got a couple different takes, the big storylines. Of course, Charlie Brewer was back in Waco. He said he was thankful that Dave Aranda let him come throw with some of his old teammates. We've got Dylan Doyle, who I think we kind of knew he was injured, but I I didn't know coming into the day that he had torn his MCL and his PCL at the NFLPA uh, Bowl when he was showing out for some scouts. And then I got a good chuckle out of Connor Galvin saying that he cut out candy from his uh, his diet up until the Combine, and even some Mark Milton, who you spoke with earlier today. So that's coming up at 6. And then a, a really cool story, which I think you and I can agree on, Jackson Player gets to participate in Pro Day. Where he went to high school, he's a Midway High School grad. Of course, the Allison Indoor Practice Facility at Baylor is completely under construction, looks like a war zone over there. So the nice people at Midway allowed them to use their practice facility which doesn't even look like a high school's facility it looks like something from a d1 program so how sweet is that that jackson player had his family there and he gets to end his collegiate career where his nf or his high school career began really cool
0: yeah i was trying to remember if jackson if that thing had already been built when jackson was still there if it was it was like right at the end of his time but i i went over there when it was yeah
1: End of his freshman year, I asked
0: him oh. that today.
1: End of his fresh, so he did, get, and he said his great memory in there is he sacked Tanner Mordecai a whole bunch. So he, that's what he remembered <laughs> from from the Midway Activity Center. I'm not sure Tanner Mordecai wants that information exposed.
0: Remind me, where's Tanner Mordecai now? He was at Oklahoma, Wisconsin. then he went to SMU.
1: Okay, he's a Badger. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a badger he transferred to Wisconsin. I I have to, you know, I don't know about eligibility anymore. It seems like each each guy gets ten to fifteen years of collegiate eligibility now. <laughs> after watching some of these NCAA March Madness tournaments, and I'm seeing seeing some players that look like my dad uh, still on the court, <clears throat> Drew Timmy. Um, so I don't know how many ten eligibility years Tanner Mordecai has, but he might, you know, find another program down the line here as well.
0: Yeah, the COVID year, you know, Charlie Brewer played for at least six or seven years. Um, it was probably a redshirt year mixed in there, or at least one redshirt, a COVID year. It was at Baylor, on the Baylor campus at least four years, um, and then has had time to go to Utah and then go to Liberty, and then he was back throwing today on the Baylor campus, and I thought that was kind of neat. Because honestly, you know, by the time it ended and they had that COVID year, and man, he had had several concussions, and the whole thing was just tough. But, you know, he was a tough-minded dude. The players loved him. I think the coaches really liked him a lot. And so to get to come back to campus, and there was somebody else like that. It was like one of the wide receivers who had gone elsewhere but decided to come back to, to Baylor for his pro day. And... I think that was kind of neat, and uh, you heard me ask him if he had any eligibility left, and he shot back immediately, "I'm <laughs> yeah. done with college." I feel like <laughs> I, I felt like I feel like my role today was just sort of a, you know, I was kind of trying to, you know, visit with the players, but then I found myself. I didn't really mean for this to happen. I I, I sort of after every interview, I'd kind of or, or like the last question, I'd throw a joke in, and. I mean I know that doesn't shock you about me, but um anyway I thought it was working okay. I don't know if all the other reporters <laughs> were appreciative of that, but I kind of got in a little rhythm there and uh and then I snuck out and visited with some of the NFL scouts. But and talking to Matt Lively from uh Channel Six Sports. Matt, you have to tell the story. I don't want to have to, you know, tell it on myself, but you and I were observing closely the Ben Sims, the tight end his 40-yard dash, and I kind of want you to walk folks through your version of what you thought you saw and then kind of the Mosley version of what, I, what, what it looked like to my eye, and then, and then I'd like you to share what we ended up knowing is the result that he had uh, in his 40-yard
1: dash. Really putting me on blast here. So I want, I want the audience at home to know we're watching Mark Milton – Christian Morgan, Gavin Holmes, R.J. Snead, run the 40. I mean, these guys are like lightning fast. You feel like you're at the NASCAR track with, when these guys go by. Your head does a spin. And Ben Sims, incredibly athletic. I was actually really impressed. He was over there running with the chain half the time. So, you know, we come off these wide receivers and defensive backs running their 40s, and then Ben Sims has to go. And it just looks a little tad bit slower and, you know, no hyperbole here. I said, I don't know if that was that fast. And Mosley, mostly said, that's the fastest I've ever seen a guy run a 40 in my life. He actually had to grab <laughs> onto his glasses. They almost flew off his head. He went that yep. fast by Mosley. And I said, I don't know, Mosley. I don't know if it was that fast. And to, to your credit, uh, you have the exact number here. What did he end up running? Four, now again, four four five seven
0: was the number, the unofficial number on it. But um, it, uh, I he, he looked for a big man, which he is. He's at least what six four six five. He's a big old dude, uh, tight end. I don't know what he's officially listed at. He's a, he's six three or six four. He's a big dude, and and obviously he's one of the best pass catching tight ends the Bears have ever had, like in the history of Baylor football. I thought it was a big day for him, but I I did have to call you immediately when I when I heard that and saw that, and I think to my naked eye, and I think Jack from the internet site could back this up. He said um, I said a four I think about a four six three is what I had him at, and the guy ends up with a four five seven. I have that as one of the best moments of the day for the Baylor players. So anyway, I appreciate you. Uh,
1: and by the way, I'm looking it up right now. The NFL combine this year, if you look at the fastest tight end times, four five four, four five, five, are the top two, four five nine is number three. So Ben Sims would have been the third fastest time at the combine had he run there with that four five seven.
0: I think you and I should tweet this out and um and we'll get that out there in tandem here in a minute. And kind of let—that's good. That's good context uh, because he was bummed that he didn't get get invited to the combine last year. Like a Baylor record, uh, about six guys. And of course, when when uh, when Bryles and company were here, they were putting a lot of guys into the NFL and uh, a lot of guys to the combine. But last year was huge. Last year they had like six or seven guys get to the combine. This year only two. Um, I I find it interesting. To, to watch all these guys play, but sometimes not have interviewed a lot of these guys. Um, Matt, and maybe you've been around him, but wasn't that amazing to a guy like Gall, who has been really, really good since coming to Baylor. But we have in our mind what every offensive lineman is supposed to look like, right? Mose Jeffrey, Khalil Keith, um, uh, Connor Galvin, these these just hulking men, these extremely tall huge men and there's a guy that's kind of slim down um and not very tall and he even brought that up but to me that even makes it more impressive that he was such a big time player in the big 12 he does not have your prototypical um power five conference size and i thought that was that kind of stood out to me today when we were interviewing those guys
1: i totally agree he's only he's 6'2". I'm 6'1", Jacob Gall is 6'2". In comparison, Connor Galvin is 6'7", and he sits right at 300 pounds. Gall also sits at 300 pounds, but the fact that Connor Galvin has five inches on him, and so we, you're right, we heard Gall say, you know, I'm trying to show scouts that I still have all the other intangibles you might look for in an offensive lineman, even if I don't have the height or the size. We even heard Jackson Player kind of note to that as well, saying, "If you look, everything I have is on my tape, you know Jackson Player is not a huge defensive lineman when you compare him to Apuika, who who compared himself or said he looks up to Vita Vea, who's one of the biggest defensive tackles in the National Football League." Even Jackson Player said, "Well, yeah, maybe I don't have the size, but look at the tape; it's all right there." And I think the same can be said about Jacob Gall. This was good. This was supposed to be the best Big Twelve offensive line last season because of what they did during that Sugar Bowl year. I don't think it ended up being like that, but they've certainly shown flashes of brilliance despite what their size is or how heavy they are. I mean, these guys are legit.
0: Yeah, like I I had a talk with Utley after uh, Braden Utley, and and I always liked him. He was a really good player. I mean, they've had some guys uh, that were kind of like that, just fireplug dudes. But, boy, he would get number 54. He would get after you. And uh, and Baylor's had some really good. And, of course, next year, Gabe Hall's an athletic freak. T.J. Franklin is a monster of a man. You know, Drake Dabney's another huge tight end. So there's there's more guys in the pipeline. But uh, today was a lot of fun. All right, Lively, that's good stuff. Um, you can watch Matt's uh, work and, of course, Curtis Quillen. Uh, was out there as well today. The Channel 6 Sports Department was out in force uh, at 6 o'clock, 10 o'clock this evening. Uh, and, uh, Matt, I appreciate it. All right, I'll uh, I'll holler at you soon.
1: We'll see you at the spring game.
0: That'll be great. That's on the 22nd, and that will be followed by a very special talk uh, from the offensive of coordinator for the Bears, Jeff Grimes, speaking to my Alumni, my fraternity alumni, which um, I don't know if he wants me to put that out there uh, as much as I am, but uh, we're excited. Jeff is a great speaker and a great guy, and uh, man, there's just so much he can share, and I can't wait to hear from him.